0: Hi, this is Mike Delavan and Mike Posey, and you're, you're listening, listening to Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again. I'm Pastor Tim with Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas, and it is a joy to be with you today. It is Sunday April 3rd. Before I get to the sermon, I have an announcement for you, and that is this Wednesday we will not be having our midweek Bible study. We're taking a week off before we start a brand new seven-part series in Philippians, so we will be back on the 13th. We hope you'll join us then either in person or right here on this media platform. All right, I'm excited to share with you today as we continue in our sermon series titled What We Believe. Today is core value number 10, and it's titled Giving. Here's how the core value reads: We believe strongly in biblical stewardship. We do not own anything, but God has entrusted us with stewardship over money, homes, career, time, children, opportunities, etc. We are committed to an attitude of generous, intentional, regular, and proportional giving, including the giving of the tithe, one tenth of the first fruits of God's blessings. Malachi 3:10, 1 Corinthians 16:2 and 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. All that said, let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name. Thank you for the amazing blessing of today. Thanks for all that have come to join, either in person or right here on this media platform. God, we love you so much. We are so blessed by you, and we want to be a blessing to you. So teach us from your word today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. In First Corinthians 16, Paul shares with the Corinthians about his upcoming trip, and he answers some questions they had about the collection for God's people. And in answering this question, Paul gives the Corinthians and us seven important principles for Christian giving in the church. Those principles are found in verses 1 to 4. So 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 to 4. Follow along as I read. Now about the collection for God's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then, when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. So, how many of you people never read the instruction manual? Come on now, I know I've done that over time. I'll bet there are a lot of us, aren't there? How many of you shop at Ikea and never read the instructions? Okay, you're very brave if you do that. A lot of times in life we find ourselves saying, if only I had the instructions. There are entire YouTube channels today devoted to giving visual instructions on how to do various tasks. When I need to learn something, these days, I go to YouTube first because somebody's generally done it. Well, when it comes to Christian giving, You don't need to worry about finding the instructions. God has already given us the instructions we need right in his word. You don't even need to go to YouTube. And the good thing about that is when we follow the instructions, when we give as God tells us to give, we will have everything we need to do what God tells us to do. Today, we're going to look at the instructions for giving found in 1 Corinthians 16 verses 1 to 4. And these instructions are all given with the context of a collection for God's people. Look at verse 1 where Paul writes now about the collection for God's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do. You see, this collection was a special collection for the poor people in Jerusalem who were struggling either due to persecution or famine. You can read about it in Acts 8.1 and Acts 11.28. But in discussing the preparations for the collection, Paul gives some important principles for church giving in general. Notice... He gives the same instructions to the Corinthians as he gave to the Galatians. In other words, these are general principles applicable to any church and any setting. Then in verses 2 through 4, God gives us seven principles for Christian giving in the church. Now, there are other principles for Christian giving we find in other places in Scripture too. For example, Christian giving is an act of worship to the Lord. Christian giving should be done out of an attitude of thankfulness for what God has provided. Christian giving should be generous. Christian giving should be done cheerfully. Christian giving should be done with an attitude of faith. But today we're going to be looking at the seven specific principles that we find in 1 Corinthians 16. Here they are. Christian giving should be number one, regular giving. Number two, participatory giving. Number three, intentional giving. Number four, proportional giving. Number five, anticipatory giving. Number six, effective giving, and number seven, accountable giving. These are what we might call the nuts and bolts of Christian giving, the practical aspects, as opposed to the more spiritual aspects of giving, such as worship, gratitude, cheerfulness, faith, and so on. But you cannot really separate the practical aspects from the spiritual ones. The practical aspects are only acceptable to God if you also practice the spiritual aspects, but the spiritual aspects won't happen at all if you don't implement the practically. See what I'm saying? And so God gives us these seven practical principles for Christian giving here in 1 Corinthians 16. The first six principles are found in verse 2, and the seventh principle is found in verses 3 and 4. Let's go to verse 2. It reads, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So first of all, let's look at the six principles found in this verse. The first principle is regular giving. We find it right in the opening words, on the first day of every week. The first day of the week is Sunday, and so Paul is talking about the weekly gathering of the church for worship. Notice Paul assumes that the church is meeting for worship on Sunday rather than Saturday. That's a fascinating discussion for another time about how the early church which was mostly Jewish, began worshiping on Sundays rather than Saturdays, which was the long-established Sabbath day. Sunday is also known as the Lord's Day in the New Testament. It's the day Jesus rose from the dead, and very early on the church switched from Saturday worship to Sunday worship. But the first instruction from Paul tells us that our giving should be regular. The church meets regularly. The church makes regular collections, and therefore we should give regularly to the Lord's work. Now, not everyone gets paid every week. Some people get paid every two weeks. Some get paid once a month. Some do contract work and get paid irregularly. So how do we coordinate our giving with the church's weekly collections? That's between you and the Lord, my friend. Some people may choose a weekly amount that they will give, even though they aren't necessarily paid every week. But I think a good rule of thumb to follow is this. As often as you receive income, give back to the Lord. Every time God provides for you, give back to him. Simple process. Don't wait until Sunday to write the check. Write the check when you receive the check. Or if you give online, schedule your online giving for when your regular check comes in. But however you decide to do it, make sure that you are giving regularly to the Lord. God provides for us every day and we should give regularly back to him. So that's the first principle, regular giving. The second principle is participatory giving. We find this in the next phrase in verse 2, each one of you. On the first day of each week, each one of you should give to the Lord. Participatory giving means everybody is to participate in giving. Every church should aim for 100% participation in giving. Parents, you should be teaching your children to give to the Lord. Whether you give your kids a regular allowance, or you pay them for specific chores, or they receive gift money from time to time, you should teach them to set aside a portion of that to give to the church. Everyone should participate in giving to the Lord. Not everyone may give the same amount. We'll get to that shortly. But everybody should give. And that's our second principle for giving, participatory giving. The third principle for Christian giving is intentional giving. We see this in the next phrase of verse 2. Each one of you is what it said prior. And here's the part. Should set aside a sum of money. That's the intentional part. In other words, our giving to the Lord should be intentional, not random, not haphazard. Now, this is an area where many of us can improve our giving. For many of us, when we see the offering box or the offering plate, we grab our wallets or our purses, not even knowing what's inside, and we look for some bills of various denominations to put in the plate. It's not that God is displeased with that. You're still giving to him, but you're missing out on the intentional aspect of giving. God wants our giving to be more thoughtful, more prepared, more planned out in advance. And so the Bible tells us to set aside a sum of money to give to the Lord. We should think ahead and know exactly what amount we're going to give before we give. Once again, the best time to set aside is when you receive. Each time you receive from the Lord, you set aside a sum of money to give back to him. Now, there will be other times when you give spontaneously to the Lord as well, and that's also good, but our regular giving should be intentional giving. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money. That's what it says. So far, we've looked at regular giving, participatory giving, and intentional giving. The next principle, principle number four, is proportional giving. We find this principle in the next phrase in verse two. In keeping with his income, it says. In other words, as I said moments ago, not everyone gives the same amount when we give. In keeping with his income means those who have more give more while those who have less give less. And no one should feel bad about that. In fact, that's how God designed it to be. If you can't give a lot because you don't have a lot, don't worry about it. God is pleased when you simply give in obedience to his word and out of worship to him. In keeping with his income also means you give a proportion of your income to the Lord. And so, of course, the question is often raised, what proportion do I give? Well, that's between you and the Lord. But the Bible tells us that we can begin with 10% or what's called the tithe. But once again, the tithe is only a starting point. The Bible also says we should give generously and sacrificially. For someone with little income, the tithe can be a great sacrifice. For someone with much larger income, the tithe is not much of a sacrifice at all. And so there are many people who give much more than a tithe because they can and because their desire is to see God use their money for ministry and missions and for spreading the gospel to people who need to hear the good news of Jesus. The story told about a local businessman who was having trouble tithing, so he went to his pastor for help and said, Pastor, when I was a young man and I earned $100 a week, I had no trouble tithing. I gave $10 a week and it felt great. Over time, the Lord prospered me and I was earning $500 a week. It was more difficult giving $50 a week, but I still did the best I could. Then when I was earning $1,000 a week, it was really difficult giving $100 each time. Why, that's as much as I used to earn in a whole week. And then when I began earning $2,000 a week, $3,000 a week and more, I just found I couldn't tithe anymore. Pastor, will you please pray for me? The pastor said he would be glad to and began praying. Lord, my friend here is having trouble tithing. He asked you for help. Oh Lord, could you please reduce his income back to the level where he would feel comfortable tithing again? At which point the businessman said, Pastor, thank you very much, but that won't be necessary. I think I've been cured. Indeed, he had. You see, a person's giving reveals their heart. What do you really care about in life? What things are most important to you? Are you storing up treasure here on earth or are you storing up treasure in heaven? The Bible says you can't take it with you but you can send it on ahead. Once again, it's not the actual number that matters so much as your heart. The proportion you give is between you and the Lord. Okay, so far we've looked at four principles of Christian giving. Now we've got three to go. The first four principles primarily apply to individuals and our giving to the church. The next three principles apply more to the church and how the church handles the offerings that it receives. But all seven principles together are essential. For Christian giving. Here's the fifth principle. It is anticipatory giving. We find this in the next phrase again in verse 2. We're just going right along and taking these phrases right in verse 2 where Paul says, saving it up so that when I come. Anticipatory giving has to do with wise planning, stewardship, budgeting, and the allocation of funds. In other words, the church must be a good steward of the funds it receives. Imagine a church with no budget, no planning, no tracking of spending. The money just comes in and the church just spends it here and there with no thought for the future. That church is not practicing anticipatory giving. It is not being a good steward of the funds that God has entrusted to it. The wise church doesn't just take whatever money comes in that week and spends it. The church knows there are various expenses that are going to come up during the year, various ministries it needs to support, various missions it has pledged to support. And so what does the wise church do with its collections? It saves them up. It distributes the money into various funds to cover various expenses. How do you know how much to put in each fund? You anticipate, you plan ahead, you make a budget. Now we try at Word of Hope every October, November with our elders and church officers to prayerfully and thoughtfully put together a budget for the next year. In putting that budget together, we look at a number of things. We look at the current overall rate of giving for one. We look at the anticipated expense in various areas. We anticipate rising costs where costs are going up. We pray about new ministries that we would either like to create or expand. And then we present the budget to the congregation. The budget is discussed, questions are answered, and sometimes parts of the budget are modified before the new budget is approved for the year. If we need to make any mid-course corrections, we'll call a special congregational meeting during the year and we'll go through the process all over again. This is wise stewardship, and this is what we mean by anticipatory giving. We pray and plan ahead, and we seek to be wise stewards of the funds that are entrusted to us. By the way, wise stewardship is not just for churches, but for individuals and families as well. As individuals and families, we should also prayerfully plan our giving and spending throughout the year. So that's the fifth principle, anticipatory giving. The sixth principle is effective giving. We find this principle in the very last phrase of verse 2, which says no collections will have to be made. When Paul says no collections here, he means no single large collection. The collection for God's people was a big deal. It was going to take a significant amount of funds to meet the need. Paul knew if the Corinthians waited until he arrived, and just took one big collection. It would not be enough. But if the Corinthians practiced the principles he had just shared with them, then their giving would also be effective there would be sufficient funds to meet the need. It works the same way in the church today. If we only took one offering at the end of the year, it would not be effective, it would not be enough. We would not have sufficient funds to do the work God has called us as a church. But when we follow the week-in and week-out principles of Christian giving we've looked at today, we'll have all the funds necessary to accomplish all that God is calling us to do. And the final principle is accountable giving. We find this principle in verses 3 and 4, where Paul writes, Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. When Paul arrived, he was going to put careful accountability measures in place to make sure that the money the Corinthians gave to the Lord went where it was supposed to go. The Corinthians themselves would approve the men sent with the gift. Paul would personally give letters of introduction to the couriers. And if it seemed advisable, Paul would also accompany the gift to Jerusalem. Churches should also have accountability structures in place. Some of the accountability measures we practice here at Word of Hope are always counting the money with two people, carefully documenting all cash and check transactions, separation of duties so that the persons counting the money are not the same persons writing the checks. Also, financial records detailing income and expenses. Very important and regular financial reports to the elders. And finally, adequate receipts and invoices submitted with any request for funds. Paul put procedures in place to make sure that the Corinthians offerings went where they were supposed to go. And we do the same at our church to make sure that your offerings go where they're supposed to go. So let's bring this to a close. When it comes to giving, you don't need to worry about finding the instructions. God has already given us the instructions we need on how to give to the church. Your giving should be regular, participatory, intentional, proportional, anticipatory, effective, and accountable. These seven principles are timeless principles for Christian giving, applicable to all churches at all times. They are the practical aspects of giving that need to take place in every church that seeks to be obedient to God in their giving. And remember, when we give as God tells us to give, we will have everything we need to do what God tells us to do. To Him be all the glory and honor. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for another encouraging message from God's Word. To find out more about our ministry, look us up on the web at www. WHCCNB.org. Word of Hope Christian Church, real people, a real God, real hope.